0: except oh all right yeah. we're going all right hello everyone welcome back to another uh, no, you know, talk.
1: we're just do the cold open so we're the, supposed to so do the, the cold, cold open say, yeah yeah but yeah.
0: i noticed uh well hello everyone welcome back to a, another cleo talk my yeah. name is matt and i am rc and uh we're just getting right into it have you seen the blimp
1: i did not see the blimp but i saw the blimp for those of you who do not know uh kansas Which is gonna be the entire freaking listening audience yeah uh For people
0: who uh, don't live in Kansas City, which, I mean, most of you don't, uh, Kansas City was assaulted by uh, the modern-day version of the uh, Hindenburg, which was a Subway-themed blimp. Yes. It was a blimp covered in Subway branding that apparently, if you knew about, you could eat Subway in the sky. Yes, also, Kansas is having a really bad air quality problem, so you would probably be suffering in the sky with horrible air quality flying around a regional Midwest city eating bad cold cuts.
1: Yes, my lungs hurt today. I am under personal attack by the nation-state of Canada, and we cannot stand for this aggression. We must call forth all free nations of the world to liberate the Canadians from their wildfires.
0: Yeah, I mean— we were able to like mobilize like kind of an international effort to help Australia when their bushfires happened, and then we totally forgot about the bushfires because you know COVID happened like two
1: months later. Yeah, it was like a media. That year went hard. I mean, we had the Iran thing, in, yeah, like, January twenty twenty, and then the bushfires where everybody was like, like you know apocalyptic about that, and then an actual apocalypse happened. Yeah, COVID, and it was just kind of like oh everything everything just stopped.
0: Man, and. I still struggle to think that, like, that is, you know, over three years ago at that point because I feel like time just stopped.
1: You're an old man now. Yeah,
0: I'm an old man now.
1: You're a grizzled veteran of the of the plague wars. Of the plague wars. Now, I was thinking today, you know, I was thinking, you know, because it feels like this whole summer has been the summer of Canada just randomly shotgunning American cities with, like, lung-choking smoke And I know it's not their fault, but it is also their fault because at least we, like, kind of fight the fires. I don't think the Canadians do at all. Uh, But anyways, regardless of that, uh, I was just thinking about how it's so cool that this whole, like, season of wildfires started with, like, New York getting, like, Fallout New Vegas levels of smoke where the skies were orange, you know. it's like, Blade Runner 2049. Uh, And so they got to start off. So we got the whole media blitz. Uh, And then when it's like, oh no, this is just a thing. Like everyone else is going to get this, but we already got to the one city that matters, so it doesn't really. No, nobody cares about the other ones. Like when Minneapolis gets choked out, eh? Who cares? It's time. It already happened in New York, and nothing. You know, we didn't do anything about it. It's time to break
0: out the that old New Yorker article map where it's just New York City and the rest of the world doesn't matter. Um, But speaking of Minneapolis, did you see that the local county judge? Where the county of Minneapolis resides. I do not remember the name because I don't Hennepin have. County. Hennepin County. I got Ca- the
1: name on lock. There you go.
0: Hennepin County. Thank you. Uh, a judge says uh, they can't do their Vision 2040 plan because
1: it's uh, bad for the environment. Apparently, it was the environmental study thing. The environmental study. They got to do another environmental study. I, I I was talking about this in like one of the last episodes. I don't remember which one. I don't care. Just go back and listen to every single episode we've ever done, and you'll know what I'm talking about. But it was a uh, that that always feels like the problem is. It's like you never have a highway that gets stopped. You know, I seventy expansion never gets stopped by the environmental reviews. But it's always like here we're trying to build a high speed line between like Hartford and New York, and it's like no, you got to pause for ten years to do like an environmental study. And it's like, it's only over the projects that would actually be good for the environment that seem like they have to hit these kinds of roadblocks. The ones that are like, yeah, we've decided to just dump oil into the middle of like Yellowstone and then light it on fire. And it's like, no, go ahead and go for it. You don't even need a permit. You can just start doing it tomorrow.
0: But we're going to keep fracking and we're also going to build a pipeline through a, uh, you know, indigenous reservation where it's just like, sorry for the genocide. Let us poison your water by building a pipeline.
1: Yeah, it's that and it's public comment, right? Because you never... I mean, I 69 Express, was there ever any public comment on that whole project? Or did we just not hear about it because they don't report on it until it's starting tomorrow?
0: Actually, speaking on public comment, um, I know someone I am going to uh, do my best to protect your identity uh, who works with local governments mm-hmm. and... Uh, they say that whenever they uh, go, like the most recent one, they went to a public comment hearing just for some uh, minute government thing that they had to open up to the public. A guy showed up with a prepared uh, research conspiracy rant about JFK's assassination, and it was just like, sir, this is a public comment hearing on increasing the water department's budget and you are ranting about JFK.
1: But this is what I mean, because it's like it, they're never productive. We already have legislative sessions where you vote on these issues, right? Like any of these projects that are going through have already been voted on, and all, only is ever like... <laughs> It just feels like the way we do it here is it's like, well, we have to have everybody's voices be heard at all times. We have to have 16 of these sessions. But then it's like, well, if that meant anything, you know then the, the world would be a lot different, right? Because it's not like the elected officials are actually going to listen to the guy doing the JFK conspiracy theory. You know, I'm not saying the public input is bad. I'm just saying the way that we go about doing it is bad because all it does is it just like puts the hard brakes on any project that's going to happen for like five years so we can just talk about it ad nauseum. Yeah. And half the people there didn't go to any of the meetings, so they just like recircle things that have already been talked about it. And then the other half of the people there don't have jobs or like are weirdly obsessive about going to city council council meetings and nine times out of 10, they're the ones who don't even want you to put in like a new like bike lane or like they don't want you to pave the sidewalk. Cause you know, the damn liberals are going to be walking everywhere next week. You know.
0: Um and now a judge has basically ruined Minneapolis's plan to basically be a model city to show like, Hey, all you, all you need to do is build a, like a mega, just massive amount of housing and if you just keep on building and you just keep building stuff, things get better and rent goes yeah. down.
1: It's like it's like you could you could tear up a parking lot to build like a rainforest preserve or like a prairie preserve, and you need to do four years of environmental impact, but you're gonna like demolish. You know, like like but like, th- like down in Atlanta, you know, you're going to demolish a natural forest to build a police training center, and it seems like there's literally no- nothing in the community they can do. You know, oh, there's man. no environmental review. There's nothing that needs to happen. You're demolishing like a large area to build an industrial facility, and it's like, oh, no, 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 nothing can be done. Or
0: you could be Denver, who has an abandoned golf course, that so they wanted to uh, turn into a housing shopping mixed-use center, and that got shot down thanks to uh, NIMBYs and the Denver DSA.
1: Talk about the perfect case of, you know, perfect being the enemy of good, where it's like, no, we can't. It's like, oh, no, you're building affordable housing, but it's not affordable enough, so it would be better to just not build anything. It's just like, that that one in particular is just like completely baffling. Where it's just like, uh, what do you, what are you guys what do, are
0: you doing? Do, like, do, do people know like countries have attempted to solve homelessness and have successfully done in a few countries, and all they do is just build enough housing that makes it affordable for everyone who needs a home to have a home.
1: If you just turn it so it's not like a retirement vessel or like an investment product, and turn it into like something people like cars right i don't buy a car expecting it to gain value every single week i don't burn down my city council meeting when like you you do a policy that makes my car lose value right because it's something that i need to get from point a to point b right and i know it's going to lose value i don't know why we don't treat houses the same way right You live in the house. It's going to lose value. You're going to accidentally put your elbow through the wall. Why do we have this expectation that the value of your house has to triple over the time that you own it, right? Like I'm not saying you should be like losing money hand over fist. I'm just saying treating it as a I bought this for $60,000 so I deserve to have it be worth a million dollars when I retire. It's just like completely unsustainable and I don't know where we got to this point because that's half the problem with homelessness is just – half of the population exclusively votes for policies that make houses unaffordable for literally everybody else. You know,
0: once again, another situation of fuck you, I got
1: mine. Yeah. It's just like, again, because the same people will tell you, I, you know, never buy new, you know, if you buy a new car, you're dumb because it's going to lose its value. You know, it's like an investment that you buy because you know, you need a place to live. You need a house to live in. Yeah. So you buy a house. I, it, you're not buying like a 401k you know you're not buying a pension plan you're buying some place to live and if it's serving that purpose i don't know why you need anything else out of that if it's keeping your family warm you know it's giving you a place to cook and sleep why do you need it to also be generating money for you it's just it's stupid and also it's unsustainable it's just like good job pricing half the population out of the market it's not like those people need places to live too you know Prairie Village is a good example of that. Right now, they're voting to dissolve the uh, city government because (laughs) the city government is trying to build affordable housing. I don't know if you heard about this. Prairie Village is a small town in Kansas, a small town. It's a suburb of Kansas City on the east side that should not exist. It should be part of just Overland Park. It really does not deserve to be its own town. Um, But, yeah, they're they're voting. Have we ever
0: actually explained the geography of Kansas City real quick?
1: I think it's more fun if you don't. Because All right, yeah, okay, they, no people mind. from New York just talk about it as if everybody knows exactly what they're talking about. So I think it's kind of fun to just talk about Kansas City as if everybody knows what we're talking about. All right, sorry about that. Back to the Prairie Village beef. Uh, look it up on a map if you don't know what's going yeah, on. Prairie Village, it, it's just like... So, so Prairie Village City Council voted and decided to try to build some affordable housing, right? Because the average home value of... a house in Prairie Village do you want to guess what you think it is
0: um between eight hundred thousand and one point1 million dollars okay, not
1: quite that high that, that's a bit high uh five hundred and fifty six thousand dollars so a, a bit high for I think the well, what that, most people can afford
0: that that's high for Kansas City for listeners who listen in more popular cities uh I think that's a steal. That's high for Kansas City. Yes. Uh, my parents when they moved here in the '90s, were able to buy a uh, very large, sizable family home for a little bit over a hundred thousand dollars.
1: Yes. And these aren't exactly mansions. Like you see, like here's like what twenty thousand dollars gets you in like. I was gonna say Hoboken, New Jersey, but that's not you know like somewhere in Ohio, and mm-hmm. it's like a mansion. It's like these are just kind of like regular suburb houses. They're kind of McMansions, I guess, some areas. But anyways, regardless of that, uh, they're working to demolish the city government. They they, they voted on a petition. Uh, a lot like three thousand people have like signed a petition to uh, delete the government. To which the city lawyer is like uh yeah you can't do a petition to get rid of the government uh and regardless if you did get rid of the government they're all elected <laughs> officials so they get to serve out the rest of their term so they would still be in office until 2025
0: um
1: and then they also were trying to reduce the size of the city council from 12 to 6 so they can just you know wait, 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 wait. Prairie village has a 12 person city council yes did, did, did The the idea of the petitioners is if we do reduce it from 12 to 6 because we're the voters, uh, we can pick which 6 we kick off. So their plan is to just kick off the ones they don't like, to which the city lawyer is also like, yeah, that's like incredibly undemocratic, guys. They got elected by like everyone. And just because the 3,000 of you don't like them, it's a city of, I think, close to maybe 50,000 people. And this is three thousand people.
0: I, I I do not believe Prairie Village has fifty thousand people in it. I'm guessing it 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 probably at most has like fifteen thousand people in it. Prairie Village is tiny.
1: It it's not as tiny as you think. Twenty two. Okay. All right. It is twenty
0: two thousand people in it?
1: Larger than you thought, smaller than I thought. Yeah. But, uh, yeah it So this is three thousand people. Okay.
0: But it they fit twenty two thousand people in an area of 6.2 um square miles yes honestly i thought that prairie village was like less dense it's a bunch of just irregular, regular no sp-
1: it's it's uh, there's some parts of overland park too that are denser than downtown kansas city i was looking at the census data a little bit ago some parts of like the west side are really surprisingly dense for being suburban hell like like almost a thousand people per square mile or whatever, or I, I don't know what the exact measurement the census data uses, but it's like a thousand, whereas like Manhattan is like ten thousand, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Ten thousand number, whatever the number representative is, but uh, yeah, that that's the plan is, uh, for context as well, um, home prices went up by sixteen percent from last year to this year, so. They're, they're they're complaining about affordable housing being built driving down their home values, and these are the same home values that rose by sixteen percent. Also, Kansas City's
0: rents has been skyrocketing is skyrocketing anyway, which mm-hmm. is real weird I think because by
1: about the same amount by the actually.
0: same amount, um, which is extremely weird because once again, regional Midwest city, um, it was very affordable. Some would say cheap to live here. Yes. And that was kind of the case for, I think, almost like RC&I's entire childhood. Yeah. It was always the hidden gem. Yeah. And now it seems like that's no
1: longer the case. See, I always think, and I could be really stupid in saying this, I always think the problem with our housing market is that, especially when it comes to rents, is that it's kind of like if Kroger was the only person selling like bread, So, you know, that's the monopoly. So they can just price whatever the hell they want. But they can't do that because they're competing with like Mm -hmm. Aldi, right? There's like Aldi brand bread and Aldi will always price it cheaper because that's what they do. They're the cheap option, you Mm -hmm. know? That's the problem I see is that there's no like cheap option to compete with. So all the rentals, like one light, two light, three light, all all those places all over the city can just price it at pretty much whatever they want cuz you know the the other options are like 2000 a month See, so the rents just go up cuz everyone realizes wait a second we're not really competing with anything cuz everybody else is raising rents too so we can just keep doing this there's no a, there's no baseline it's it, like it public housing that's priced at like 500 you per unit that it, you can it, if you can't afford the 2000 per month I'll just go to the other option that's worse but cheaper you know it's an unwitting
0: collusion. Mm -hmm. I I guess this is natural market forces, but uh, this is market forces that are uh, drastically impacting. I can hear uh, my one land value tax friend uh, screaming, the only solution is land value tax, but we're not going to get into that. Well, I still episode. think that
1: the, the the option I see is just I don't know why we stopped having like city built apartments. Because if you have a city built apartment that has its own kind of like price fixing and stuff, but it's like city run, so you're not having to impose price fixing.
0: So I saw something in the Kansas City Museum when I went there a few weeks ago. Um they were talking about how there was a public housing apartment complex that they built. And it was never more than like 50% full. Mm -hmm. And that really racked my brain because it isn't just like... There was still a homeless problem in the 70s and 80s in Kansas City. There were still poor people in the 70s and 80s in Kansas City. How did you not fill... The public social housing. What was was that were the,
1: doesn't make sense. Do they have an explanation? The, no, it,
0: it just said that it got torn down in like the uh, early two thousands, but it was never more than fifty percent full. I'm just like, what were the units not able to be occupied by humans, or were there like, what 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 was the issue that resulted in it not being like more than fifty percent full?
1: I just because I I. I don't understand that. And I almost have to imagine it's like some form of sabotage or racism or something where it's just, well, here, let's make sure this fails. You know, like let's let's like in Los Angeles, you know, let's buy the streetcar network and make them fail so that we can say, oh, it's a failure. We can never try it again.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if they just didn't allow families or they basically like had such draconian restrictions that basically it was almost impossible to get housing like
1: a minimum credit check for like a 500 a month apartment or it's or like, like anyone who can't afford that isn't going to move
0: in or, or like if you're like a natural family who's down on their luck like oh sorry dad can't move in it has to be a single mothers only type mm. of deal
1: yeah i just because that that's the big solution i see because we're doing kansas city has a trend where Every single major like apartment development you see will get like a 20 million dollar tax abatement or whatever
0: uh, not 20 million dollar 20 year tax
1: abatement yeah well I, I've seen somewhere it's just like a dollar amount like I think three light or something I saw like 29 million dollars and maybe that was just the estimated cost yeah but I just see that and it's like how about we take that money that we're giving to them and just use it to build apartments? Like I know that an abatement is just like you're not paying tax, but how about instead of doing that, instead of giving places abatements, we just generate places ourselves. We build apartments, and then we have tax revenue from the people living in it, and then we also have the rental revenue that's going towards the housing department that we can use to upkeep and then also build more. This is completely unrealistic.
0: This is just a weird fantasy that I have all the time. You can be mad at me if you want this is a fantasy that I have in my head, which is basically the city somehow acquires a bunch of funds to uh, wield eminent domain like like a massive sort of Damocles and force people to lower rents by Vesey saying, we will eminent domain a massive suave of your fancy neighborhood with this one fell swoop and build the most disgustingly ugly commie blocks right in it unless you fix your rent issue.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even see... If you're gonna go like militant, you don't even need eminent domain. You could just do like rent control legislation. I just, I think that.
0: But I, I just think that you're building up, likely- looking at the Minas- uh, the Minneapolis solution, of the St. Paul solution. Building more housing seems to be the thing that worked in that Twin City experiment. Yeah,
1: yeah. Instead of the rent controls, and yeah. that's where I'm saying is, I think you just have to have I- instead of just putting a hard cap on rents as a solution, or you know, like just seizing property developments, you know. Constructions. I think if you just have an alternate option, if you have a like, I guess, like in terms of healthcare, if you have a public option, you know, so mm-hmm. all the insurance companies are also competing with the government insurance, you know, so you can't price it. You know, you know the government option's a hundred dollars a month. You know, and Blue Cross or whatever is five hundred, and so it's like, well, I'm, of course, I'm going to go with the hundred dollar a month, but then they have to then offer more options for the money you're getting, so they price it at one hundred and fifty but you get dental, you know, you get all this other stuff. So that way you have kind of a baseline price set by the city. So if the city apartments are like $400 a month per rent, because they're just basically making exactly what they need to upkeep plus $5 to go into like a streetcar fund or something like that, you know, basically they're not making a profit. So then you're competing with that with your luxury apartments, but, Anyone who's looking at your luxury apartment is also looking at the city option where it's like, well, okay, I could move in here for 2000 a month and it's a really nice apartment or I could move into the city option for 400. It's a lot shittier, but, you know, it's like living in a studio in New York. You know, it's like, well, it's a lot shittier, but I'm saving a lot of money and I can use that money for like savings to buy a house or something like that. Basically, I'm just saying you mediate the market by having a mass bulk wholesale option effectively. And then that also generates money for the city to then also do eminent domain for other places, you know? Yeah. Do I sound crazy? I don't know. That's just my thought I've been thinking of for a while.
0: Yeah. I mean, we aren't experts uh, at this. Um, This is just too...
1: Look, it's worked before. I mean, like, like, this isn't the... I I just... This this isn't a unique problem to our current generation and like time period we're living in. And other societies have maybe not solved the problem but mitigated it. But we just apparently have decided to do nothing about it. Just let it kind of run its course. But it's like, I don't see the course ending. I just see people who have, you know, fuck you got mine. People have property who have all this stuff are going to continue to have property and have all this stuff. And the people who don't are just going to get further and further from the step up to be able to get that because we're not doing anything to actually make it more reasonable. You know, there's not going to be any like, you know, new deal or whatever to kind of just mass build dams, you know, mass, I don't know. There's no works projects administration anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, There's no night, like, at least livable uh, apartment complexes that are affordable being built. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, th- this is just a weird housing rant.
1: Yeah, um, well, I. It, it's funny that we bring it up because this is what I was kind of thinking about today. I, just, I feel like there's a way to solve the problem, like two birds, one stone it, you know? Because the city was talking about having too much land, and it's like, well, how about instead of selling that land to people, we like lease it or something? I, I just don't know. The city seems like completely against ways of generating revenue other than taxes, right? I I don't think it's illegal for the city to rent things out to place people a lot of lease land, you know, to generate revenue. A
0: lot of this has a capital cost that the city of Kansas City can't really
1: afford. But if you bond out, you know, an apartment complex and the apartment complex generates hand over fist money because all of a sudden it's the option you know like if you undercut everybody else in the city by like 50 percent, that's going to pay off that bond pretty quickly right because every i mean you can fill up a 500 unit apartment pretty quickly yeah i mean i'm just saying alternate means of solving exactly what you're talking about the you know the budget issues and stuff just generate revenue other than just taxes. Because if we're just completely and that would also densify the city as well.
0: Or we build a hundred million units of commie blocks all
1: across the country. I'm not saying we don't make them commie blocks. <laughs> so uh, I'm not gonna bring that up. Uh yeah, I'm not saying we don't do commie blocks, but uh we just gotta do something. Because that, that's the problem. We just need we we have like a an issue with supply in this country and nobody wants to recognize it. Everyone says, well, we got way more housing than uh, whatever. But it's like, look, if I got, you know, a million units of caviar and five regular eggs, you don't say, well, we've got plenty of eggs in this country. You go like, well, no, those are two different types of eggs and they serve very different purposes. So we need to get more regular eggs because not everyone can afford or wants, like even wants caviar, you know. Right now we got a shitload of caviar. We we kind of need to not just look at the whole bunch and be like, well, we got plenty of eggs. We need to be like, well, we don't have a lot of the regular eggs. We we just have a lot of this other type, you know. <laughs> Is that a good metaphor? I like a pivot
0: from bread to eggs.
1: Yeah, I'm just hungry. <laughs> can you tell? Uh,
0: yeah. Anyway, that's. If you have any solutions, um, please, um, I guess, write your senators yeah. if they aren't, you know, currently dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: the problem is, is that every 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 way to make an age limit for Congress has to be passed by Congress people, and they just get free money for life. So why would they ever do that? Because holy crap, why why are so many... It's like a bipartisan issue of all of our senators are dying from old age. It, it's like it used to be kind of a joke that the senators, like the Congress is a retirement home, but that was a joke like 20 years ago and all the same fucking senators are still in office. <laughs> and it's like, what? okay, come on, guys, come on.
0: Let, I, uh, let's just say if you're... Child is like complete power of attorney over you. You shouldn't be one of two representatives for the largest bi populous state in the union.
1: I just say if you can't, I see, and I don't even want to do like driving test because then all of a sudden there'd be no senators from New York, and I'm not sure that would be a bad thing. But you know what I mean? Like none of them could pass a driving test. But like, there's got to be some kind of easy criteria we can do where it's like, okay, you're you're a bit too you're a bit too old.
0: The- Uh, I think 75 is a fair age limit. That's a little bit above what – well, actually, basically 10 years above what retirement age should be in the United States. 75, I think that's also the age requirement that you uh, have to stop being represented in whatever house you're in in Minnesota. 75, fair age.
1: If you put this up to a popular vote from the country, I genuinely think it could be like bipartisan support. Almost everybody would vote for it. I I genuinely don't think there'd be that many people against it because I see people both about Trump and Biden just be like, yeah, they're both like, 78 or something like that like it's just ridiculous and they make fun of both sides So it's like I, I genuinely think this could be a bipartisan We thing. should but have the Congress people are in charge of passing the damn law and they're never gonna do it because ah, oh, the, the free money train of land, you know With
0: all due respect To people born in the 40s. I think people born in the 40s should not be in charge of of people born in the 2000s
1: yeah i i I think if you remember shaking hands with kennedy you should not be allowed to be in office anymore (laughs) that's a bit too old guys he died in like the 60s like like he died before my dad was born i I don't think you should be in congress you're too old and it's just from a how on earth are you supposed to pass legislation about TikTok if you were born before World War Two? Like, I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like asking somebody born in like, like seventeen eighty nine to pass legislation on like the latest steam train. It's like, how are they going to really comprehend that? They're like probably a hundred. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense.
0: It. It doesn't.
1: Because it's like if 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 this is if if they're supposed to be like the best of us, you know, our representatives, they're not doing a very good job of it. I don't think they were ever supposed to be the best. How of us. is Jimmy I mean, Carter still alive? It's the peanut stuff, dude. You just gotta eat peanuts. I d- um. Also, he doesn't have the like inexorable sins of. Well, actually, who did, he invaded someone, didn't he? Well, he tried to invade Iran, right? He
0: did try to invade Iran to release the hostages
1: what else did he do
0: um
1: he had to have done something I mean, he did three mile island that was an inside job right the yeah. one time we have a nuclear president the,
0: the, the, the one time we have a nuclear incident in the united states and uh who was there literally hours later jimmy carter that president 100
1: percent inside job he, that's my conspiracy theory i'm coming up with jimmy carter did three mile island so he could have like an up moment yeah. It's like, ah, yeah, but I just so happened to have been the only president who ever actually worked with nuclear reactors the one time the U.S. has a major nuclear incident. Oh, convenient. D- Jimmy Carter didn't do Through My Line. I don't want this to actually be a thing, by the way. I, yeah, I don't endorse that. The, the,
0: the, that wasn't an inside job. Um, and then Jimmy Carter was then soundly beaten by a former Hollywood actor turned uh, insane conservative.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, it, he might have been like I guess the nicest president we've had maybe I, I don't really know Jimmy Carter but man he was really ineffectual I don't know anything he got done like what well, what did he actually do in office because everything I think well, of it was Nixon like the EPA and stuff everything you well, assume he would do
0: so in Carter's defense um he the 70s were a pretty drastic economic malaise compared to the 1960s and 50s yeah, um and Carter's fiscal policies were able to start to turn that around but like most democratic presidents they, they lost the presidency before like the actual final major success
1: but how, appeared how do you get how are you elected after Watergate and you don't even get a second term? Like, that that's the biggest indictment of him I see is – I mean, I mean th- it was Watergate, like, the one that we name every other, like, thing after. Well, it, and, okay. But he doesn't even want I, – I know it's, like, economy bad, all that stuff, but, like yeah, – Well, it, the, the economy was on the recovery,
0: and it's Reagan who got to basically – um, deregulate a bunch of stuff and crank it into overdrive when we were on a steady increase after stagflation, which is a... Uh, I mean, I don't want to completely blame it on the oil crisis in Gerald Ford, but I'm gonna... Yeah, for for simplicity's sake, that is the oil crisis in Gerald Ford's
1: my my boy gerald did nothing wrong
0: um and the talk
1: about not knowing anything he did while president what what the hell did gerald ford even do um
0: he got made fun of on saturday night live Actually, i think he survived two attempted assassination everybody, attempts everybody
1: talks about jimmy carter being like our nicest president no my boy gerald he i don't think he did anything wrong other than like i guess pardoning nixon but like did he invade anything I don't think so. He, he didn't have the cachet to do anything. I mean, he's like a modern day William Henry Harrison. Right? He,
0: I mean, he, he was basically America's first Homer Simpson president.
1: Yes. <laughs> he had the Homer Simpson phenotype <laughs> or whatever it is.
0: Um, but, <laughs> so, but Ronald Reagan was able to become president because he was a Republican that wasn't tainted by Watergate. Yeah. And, you know. Any Republican that wasn't tainted by uh, Watergate was ready to go. Um, but anyway, the, the I like to use it kind of as how Obama was able to, although Obama got two terms, so he got to have some great economic success near the end of his second term, but Jimmy Carter and Obama inherited very similar economic situations, uh, did steady liberal financial changes to increase... Uh, the economic situation and make it like improve. And in comes a bombastic populist swinging in who is able to basically steal the credit when the great success happens, i.e., like Reagan with the like 1980s massive economic boom with the yuppies, uh, and uh, Donald Trump with the uh, wow, the economy's great trade war of China. Uh, my DNA is USA type of deal.
1: I just I still look at that as a i you have to be an ineffectual politician and not be able to wield that right like I know it's like Reagan or whatever, but like i mean I mean it's like it's like the first national media ousting of a president, right, and you're not able to wield that into successfully winning a second term, which is typically very easy for presidents to do
0: I mean, I think the 1980 election was actually pretty close, but let me vet that first.
1: I don't think it was that close. I mean, I know 84 was like a route, but... I, I guess it was that, and I guess the Iranian hostage crisis also did not look very good at all. It did not look very good. But...
0: I'm going to take that back. Carter got absolutely fucking trounced um, yeah. by electoral college votes. Yeah. Uh, that was... Uh, he did win 48
1: 1% of the populist uh, popular vote i think that's a pretty big loss actually in terms of it's usually about that right. um
0: so but reagan got 489 of electoral college votes compared to uh jimmy carter's 49
1: no do 84 <laughs>
0: uh i am yes that is 525 electoral college votes to third walter mondale's 13 um, hold on, let me go back to the one when Richard Nixon
1: absolutely obliterated. Yeah, seventy-two. Which talk about dropping the ball. Actually, let's let's point our ire at Nixon right now. How do you win that big of a majority in the election and then also do Watergate? Okay, like I know Watergate was before the election, but it's like, come on, guy. No, well, Watergate was after the certain two election. No, it was before it because they were trying to look up what uh, the Democrats knew, right? the The break-in was before, but the. Uh... All the actual stuff was after, right? It was the committee to reelect the president, the broken of the Democratic yeah, office, you're, you're right. Hotel. yeah, I know I'm right. I listened to a book about it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I just am reaching back to the uh, history of the 1970s class I took in uh, college, and uh, we just did a bunch of stuff about Watergate. And uh, one of my favorite theories, because we were basically like trying to like think of possible theories, just as like a fun. Exercise is about what about like why Nixon would wanted to break in, um, to and get the information, uh, see what the DNC had on him. Mm-hmm. Um, this was just a fun exercise of just like just theoretical history. It wasn't actually like a like legit research. We were just kind of spitballing because it was like at the end of like the semester and things were basically winding down. Yeah. Uh, and um, one of the theories uh was about how Richard Nixon's brother. Was kind of like a fail son who, uh, his start. He had a brother. Yeah. And he had, he started like a burger restaurant and that failed. And Richard Nixon was like really embarrassed about the burger restaurant. Um, this is, uh, do you go to the Wikipedia's main page and then look up what you want to like search instead yeah, of just I do, instead yeah. of Googling just like the thing and then wiki
1: at the end of it. Cause I don't like having a bunch of Google searches populating my, uh, history cause it kind of just clutters it. So I'd rather just have the Wikipedia page and then the page in the history. Cause then if I have like a search for, I- I'm just really fucking weird about it. Okay. I, I just like nice clean search history. So I, I'm just, just like okay. I well, don't have well, the search. What? I just have the Wikipedia page, and then why
0: do you care about your search history?
1: No, I'm just weird like that. <laughs> I, th-
0: it, I don't think I've ever like looked at my search history. You should just clear well, it instantly. It
1: like, Suggests you what you search. You know, like when you pop up the thing on your phone or whatever, it suggests you what you search. And I'd rather it su- suggest me Wikipedia than suggest me Wiki Space Nixon. You know, because I actually use the Wikipedia site, whereas. It, Okay. It, okay. It's are, it, but but just a are you of how Android works? Okay, because it'll right. just suggest you your recent searches, and I don't want it to just be a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, I look you, Up. You, I are, just. I'm like. I, I'm going to Wikipedia, and then I'm looking up. Are, are you
0: giving Wikipedia money though? Because I'm giving Wikipedia money. Yeah, I give Wikipedia money. Good. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, it, since we have Richard Nixon's Wikipedia not page up, this because only. this is what's going on on I, this I episode I contribute now. to
1: Wikipedia. I'm a Wikipedia editor. Are you?
0: I'm not a Wikipedia yeah, editor. That's what I thought. Fake um, man. Fake man. Anyway, so it, since we're basically rambling, uh, another Simpsons fact, since we brought up Simpsons uh, with Gerald R. Ford... Uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon. Milhouse is the name for that character Milhouse, Bart's really? kind of friend. And uh, Matt Matt Groening was just like, uh, yeah, that's just kind of a stupid name and it works for Milhouse.
1: Have you ever looked up Matt Groening's family's name? Yes,
0: and it, it, it's just all the major characters of the
1: Simpsons. Yeah, his dad was Homer. Mm, yeah. yeah. I just, man, politics in the 70s and 80s and sixties was just bizarre, like like can you imagine having some because I you know and I thought the George Floyd protests were going to be our closest bit to this, but can you imagine having like anything like the nineteen sixty eight like protest movement? Can,
0: can you imagine a bunch of people trying to go
1: today and try and levitate the Pentagon with their minds? I mean, can you imagine like like a you know a major president like the major presidential candidate who's probably going to win the election getting shot and <laughs> like. August or whenever he got shot, I don't know, Like California primary is like yeah. end of the month, end of the year. He had already like won. Can you imagine that? Cause I, I just, I, every time I like read about the sixties or seventies, it's just so bizarre to me where it's like all this stuff where it's like, oh yeah, unions used to have power and they used to like be able to mobilize people. Cause again, the George Floyd protest stuff was like the closest I think we've ever gotten to a national movement on the scale of like what Vietnam did. But even then it didn't like have the same effect at like, well, like the polls and stuff. I mean, Trump lost, but well, it's okay.
0: Like we... Also, the impact of the George Floyd protest compared to uh, also catching the coronavirus was pretty high.
1: Yeah, but but I mean, it's like it's like Trump lost, but he lost to Biden, not to you know a, a Robert Kennedy type, because we just don't have but a it, Robert it, Kennedy but, type. But we it, don't Biden, have any type of like who actual... was
0: an alive and probably illegal adults during Watergate?
1: Yes. Yeah, he he was. And then Trump lost to Hillary where there's a photo of her as like an adult who is about to graduate college or has graduated college with JFK. Or is that Bill Clinton with JFK? Mm-hmm. I think it's... I think it's Clinton with JFK. I think JFK. it's Clinton
0: with JFK. But there's also a picture oh. of Nancy Pelosi with JFK as well. Yeah. Um. Anyway, since we have the Watergate uh, scandal thing up, uh, do you know you can rent the Watergate room? Really? Yeah. It's yeah. not like a... Yeah, you can. The Watergate Hotel's still a five star hotel.
1: I knew and, they still existed.
0: And the the room that the uh, guys that were hired staked out in before they stuck down to go break into the DNC headquarters, you can rent, and it's basically in still in the nineteen like seventies aesthetic, and uh, they have a, just a bunch of memorabilia around it. It's a lot of money, but you can stay in the Watergate room.
1: That that's always been the biggest question I've had is. Why was a hotel the DNC headquarters? Like,
0: well, the the, the the Watergate complex is a hotel and office building.
1: Okay, that makes all sense. It, it was. I, I just always thought that the DNC was like stoked up in some like like two bedroom queen hotel room for some no, reason. It, like, it, damn, we're we're paying out the ass like a hundred like two hundred dollars a night for this stuff for the entire election cycle.
0: No, it was a uh, it, it's a mixed nineteen uh, sixties mixed use complex. Um, they still have offices in the Watergate complex. They also still have the hotel.
1: You know what I didn't do when I was in D.C. a few months ago is I did not go to the Watergate hotel because I looked like a homeless person while I was there, and they probably would not have let me anywhere near it. D-
0: also, um, another uh, D.C. hotel fact is uh, the uh, where Reagan got shot is actually outside of the D.C. Hilton. Hmm. Uh, which is also still a hotel, which
1: looks basically still the same. I think about that too. Is it's just like you know we used to have a lot more like political assassinations, like that it just used not, to be a thing that happened all the time. Not that we're implying more should happen. Please not read no, any I'm extra just saying, context. Once of again, this. once again, reading into like the history, of like the sixties and 70s, I mean, you had like JFK get shot. You had Reagan get shot at. You had Gerald Ford got shot at like twice. You know, Robert Kennedy got shot. It's just like I mean, like Martin Luther King. Like I guess that it was his own like sack of potatoes. Him and Malcolm X and those guys. It, it was the leaded gasoline. Yeah, it was. It was just bizarre. Like we used to have so many political assassinations, and now I I don't even think anyone's been shot at. Like we have school shootings and stuff. Well, we
0: we, we like, did have the guy like post on Facebook about trying to kill <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah, that one was funny.
1: I mean, I guess he died. But it's still funny. Like if you, if you post under your legal name about how you're going to kill the president when he's in town <laughs> in a week. And then you post about how you have a gun ready for the FBI when they come to your door. <laughs> at, at the very least, at least he f- like, wasn't like bullshitting because he then died when the cops came to his door, when the FBI came to his door. Because <laughs> he tried to shoot them. It's like, oh my God. Uh, Grandpa, no Grandpa, don't post death threats to the president (laughs) Under your legal name Explicitly detailing your plans Don't post it Don't at the Facebook Account for the FBI When you do it I'd say at Facebook or at FBI I'm coming for you don't do that <laughs> don't post pictures of
0: you in a ghillie suit ready to <laughs> snipe the president from the exact building you think you want to snipe him from
1: I think this was a different guy but when the when the FBI comes to your door asking hey did you post about trying to kill the president don't tell them well no that was a joke but if Nancy Pelosi ever comes here I'm shooting her on sight <laughs> don't don't say that guys It's not a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, man. We went into this with no plan,
0: and uh, we're running uh, longer than we usually record for.
1: It's it's usually when we don't have a script, because when we have a script, the script ends, I find. But when we don't have a script, the script never ends. Because if you guys don't know, this is pretty much just like our conversations we have with each other. That's why we kind of did this. So we can just keep going. Yeah. But we probably won't because I have to eat dinner. <laughs> yes, it's uh pretty pretty late in the it night. It is pretty late, yeah. Yeah. And my lungs hurt.
0: Thanks, Canada. I want to know what your plan is for the 2024 uh, fascist takeover, which apparently I heard that you guys are planning in case the United States gets taken over by...
1: Do you want me to tell you what I told you in the car my plans? Y- yes. Were? Oh, my, what I was saying was he was talking about like, yeah, if, if like... You know, January sixth, but this time it works, and we have like the People's Republic of Trump or whatever. It's like okay, if Canada has a plan to invade and like restore order, I don't care if they're like restoring liberal democracy in the United States. I will shoot any Canadian soldiers I see on site. I I do not respect them. <laughs> <laughs> this will not be a Minecraft. If I see any Canadians or like whatever, I I do not respect them. I will not respect their orders. I, I'm not on the side of the fascist government takeover, but I am also not on the side of the Canadian military if they are in my country. I am sorry. If the Germans are here, it's like, okay, you know, I guess turnabout's fair play whatever. Yeah. But the, the Canadians specifically, just specifically the Canadians.
0: Uh, the union forever unless it's being enforced by the Canadians.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I don't respect Canada, guys. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't care if you have better health care than us. I just don't. You'll never get my respect. Try landing on the moon, losers. Anyways, this is try, Clio try, history. <laughs> try not encouraging your veterans to kill themselves. <laughs> while you're depressed? Uh, have you considered suicide? Um, don't consider suicide, everyone. There's help out there. Call your friends. They love you. People care about you. This has been the Clio history. We care about you. I've been RC.
0: And I've been Matt. Uh you can find us on Twitter at Cleo History. You can email us at Cleo History Podcast at gmail.com. Uh please give us a uh, like or subscribe or uh, a review at anywhere you hit your podcast. That really helps us in the algorithm. Um yeah, that's about it. And uh if you do have depression, please reach out uh to uh friends and loved ones. There are uh medication and uh help out there for you. Uh yeah, cool. Bye. Uh,
1: bye.